0: Welcome to the TV show, a show where we talk about TV. I'm your host, Jay Black, and each week I'm joined by Philadelphia radio legends Angelo Cataldi and Rhea Hughes to discuss the best shows, latest news, and biggest controversies in television. We're in a new golden age of TV, and we're here to talk about it. So, let's get to it. And welcome back, everybody, to part two of the Bear Breakdown, because uh, there might actually have to be a part three, because I think, Rhea, you're only through uh, five
1: episodes? No, I got to to six. I knew I couldn't come on here today without watching
2: six. (laughs) Then we covered it, because six is all it's about. I need to know from you guys, episode six, season two, The Bear. Is that not one of the best things you've ever seen on TV? It it is, uh, oh, go on, sorry, Rhea.
1: No, no, well, here's what I'll say. is Ange, I kind of got where you were getting like when we first spoke. I had only watched the first two episodes, we and I think I was so excited. It was back
0: of the TV show.
1: I didn't realize it was like, like three and four. And four. Maybe review us on iTunes. that I would spend show.
0: a lot of time also, in Copenhagen me on Twitter doing apparently
1: a travel J-walk advertisement for Copenhagen. With absolutely <laughs> no dialogue. Even me watching, so you know, and
0: then I had to watch, you know, watch Sydney
1: eat food all day long, and I was like, I'm like, all right, can I just? So I wasn't. Three and four didn't grab me. Five was okay. Six is insane. Oh. I have been in those family dinners, yes. so I know it's <laughs> nuts. It's wild, insanely great acted. I agree with you 100.
0: And and yeah. I I know that you haven't uh, gotten to episode seven yet. So let me just oh. put it put it this way: the great meal, and I say great, uh, heavy. The heavy meal that is episode six. Is followed by a light dessert in episode seven, which Angela, just as a reminder, is forks, which is a cousin uh Richie centered episode where you well then I need
1: to get that one. He's you're he, gonna
2: <laughs> love it.
0: He oh. stodges, which is apparently a thing, it's like an internship. I, I it's a new word that I've learned. A stodge is when you go and, and work with a uh, a different chef, uh at the a, a vec, I guess it is like the top. Restaurant in the world he goes and works at. So the one-two punch of those episodes of being able to to sit with the the heaviness and the the uh, insane acting and and just the sort of emotional heft of that, followed by the feel-good parts of Seven. It really does make a statement as to you know uh, watching these things in a uh, in a binge format, which is something we'll talk about. But just in and of itself. Uh, one of the best episodes of TV and a great season uh, of television. And and yes. something I wanted to ask you, Angelo, and you too, Ria. Yeah. This is something somebody online said, this is a a show about work that Gen Z might not be able to relate to because their relationship with work is different then this idea of work-life balance. This entire season is basically <laughs> saying you can't have it. You can yes. have, you could be excellent at work or you could be excellent at home. Really difficult uh, to do the two. And I just know, and we were talking about it right before you popped on, Angela, you guys had a top rated radio show in one of the biggest markets in the world for 30 years. Right. And it's, <laughs> it strikes me that, you know, I know just in dealing with you, Angelo, uh, just the amount of prep work that goes into this that the people don't see. And this whole idea of service that like I put well, in all this effort. Do, do you that's, find that's that on fact. an elemental re-
2: level, I'm Angelo? I'm proud of this because I, I nothing took backseat to, to the job. Nothing did. Mm-hmm. And as a result, my son is a much better parent than I was. Uh, and and the, the whole thing is, you make a decision at some point. You go, if I'm going to do this, I got to put everything I got into it. Right. And um, Rhea is so much better at balancing that than I am because she is a great mom and never. I, Jay, in all the years we worked together, I can't remember a single time that Rhea used said, I can't do it. No, I got this <laughs> to, do, that to do She never right. did it. Now, yeah. Now that I don't do radio, I'm good at absolutely nothing. And like that. Now that I now that I don't have that career, it is not possible to resume a home life in which you are good at anything. So now I'm just playing out the string. <laughs> but it's so true, and that yeah. is the theme of this the whole season. Right, and it, they just executed it brilliantly. It was six is. Truly, if you never see another TV episode, see episode six, season two of The Bear. The Bear is the best thing on TV right now. And that episode is one of the greatest things you will ever witness. I don't even understand how they did it. Jack, how do you, you script shows. Yeah. How do you script so much overlapping dialogue? Is is some of that improv...
0: Some of that's improv and what I'll say is it's easier to script that than it is to film that
1: Yeah, because
0: (laughs) I, I have in, so you learn how to line produce when you write line production is translating the script into a budget, right? So you wouldn't put in like a, a Kaiju attack midway through your discussion. Right. Uh, But little things like if you have more than two people in a room, that increases the coverage, right? So if I have four people sitting at a table, I need to set that up twice as many times to make it feel real because you know, you're know you moving all around. So I had a scene once where I had six people at a dinner table. It was literally two nights worth of filming that you would think this is just a conversation. How is it so much effort? So when you expand it out and you hit at that level, that level of execution, I know they talk about this as a not high budgeted show, uh, and you know, I they picked their spots, I guess. But yeah, I have no idea from a direction standpoint how long that must have taken. That wasn't an eight-day shoot. That, that that's a little mini movie right there.
2: Rhea said something yeah. a minute ago. Rhea, you said yeah. you've been at family events like that. Yes. Did they ever end the way that one did?
1: I will not <laughs> lie to you. I will tell you, I will tell you, I was at an Italian family Christmas once. Many, many years ago in another life, 25 years ago, it was so awful that I went outside to get something out of my car and I called a friend of mine who's Jewish and I knew that they would be down the street at chance because I was in Cherry Hill. And I said, in five minutes, please call me. You don't have to speak. I'll do all the talking. Five minutes. Oh my God, you're stuck Where? It's Christmas Eve night, and AAA can't get there for four hours, and you, you're here. Oh, my God. And I got up, and I told my my friend, who I'm a uh, boyfriend of time, I said, we got to go get our buddy. He, he we got in the car, and I headed right to Champs, and he goes, where are you going? And I said, we're going to drink off that dinner right now, because it was the craziest <laughs> dinner ever in the history of mankind. And it was his family, and he looked at me, and he went, thank you
2: right yeah <laughs> so yeah um, ria not a fan of the seven fishes
1: <laughs> <Nah. laughs> No, the fishes were fine Ugh. it was the rest of them there's a
0: reason why there's seven fishes and seven deadly sins guys that's the way yeah. it works uh, <laughs> yeah. all
1: right
0: so you know one of the things that uh we were talking about uh with the bear is that you know if you had watched this week to week if you had seen it you might have checked out early on maybe not checked out but you might there would have been a lot of buzz about has the bear fallen off has it not been is, is it is it not as good as season one because because of the fact that it was all left as a single serving for everybody it could be more novelistic it didn't have to worry about a week to week drop of we need to have a cliffhanger every single episode need to keep people hooked they could treat it as a more layered event so it, it, on the other hand how much fun was it week to week watching succession where every week we could sort of take each episode and really break it down instead of talking about it as a season. So it really does leave the question, which I has not been answered by anybody in the streaming era, which is a better format the the full dump or or the the little drop. I don't know how to say it without sounding gross.
1: I will tell you if you're watching with somebody like, um, uh, I can't wait for only murders in the building. Clark and I, it was the first show we began to watch together. So it, you know, drops on Tuesday nights, Tuesday nights, seven o'clock. I make popcorn. We turn the lights off. We, I mean, we look forward to that. Uh, Mayor of East Town, I looked forward to every single week. Uh, I'm watching the show Deadlock, which I love, um, you know, the Australian show. I have to wait till next Friday for the finale. I find that I really enjoy it because I'm watching a lot because of this show that we do. I'm watching show, so many shows. I'm like, right. like yesterday, I go, I got to get to episode six and I'm literally <laughs> having a barbecue at my house and I'm around the corner going, I got one more episode to get through and then I can enjoy myself. So I like the weekly drop.
2: Right. Yeah. I, I've been in uh, it, it's at the end of the 10th episode of the season for the bear. My wife said to me, "Now we have to wait a year." Yeah, it's yeah, a year. And I went, oh, "That is, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'll pick it up again, but it seems like way too long." Yeah. So, that, so that's the argument for you know handing it out week by week. But you're right that the storytelling. I mean, you're a storyteller yourself, Jack. Yeah. The storytelling is more effective when you can have it in one binge. So I'm going to still, I'm edging toward binge over week by week, but urging them to come back a little sooner. You <laughs> have to wait a year, yeah. 10 episodes in a year. Come on. You could do a little faster than that. Give us a little more. What, Jay, what? Is
1: it because they don't decide to do second seasons now until they see the uh, the reaction?
2: Well, it, yeah, yes and no. I mean,
0: they, it, it was the okay. same thing that they used to do in network where you get a 13 episode front order and then a nine episode back order. They would wait to see how it did before it went to a full season and then a second season. Uh, the problem here is that you're dropping it all at once. So you don't yeah. know how it, it, it's going to go. I'm actually kind of reminded and this going to, I'm super nerdy about this. So please, if you want to beat me up after <laughs> the podcast, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll take it. Uh, Comic books in the two thousands started getting, uh, the comic shop started to die. Nobody was buying stuff with comic shops anymore. So they would, they would bind the comics together and sell them in trade, basically six to 12 issues all at once. And they would sell them at Barnes and Noble and, uh, you know, bookstores and it kind of saved the comics industry before the, the movies came along because people would actually buy those. They didn't want to buy the individual episodes. The problem was the comic book artists and writers started to write to the trade. That was actually a thing that they would talk about in comic books. Oh, you're just writing for the trade because they would write a six episode story with not breakpoints like they used to with the All cliffhangers right, Jay, and everything else.
2: This is the nerdiest thing I've ever heard. I, in my- Jay, I,
1: I, 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 like my eyes are glazing. I, over I understand so that. Jay, I'm I losing have a point. Here's the thing. Right Listen. Now.
0: Listen, I actually regrew my virginity while I was talking about this. My kids have disappeared, but the point is, the point I'm trying to make is that I think you have to fit the medium to the story. So if it's going to be a novelistic story, you drop it all at once. If it's going to listen, you guys listen uh, after the thing. show. Everybody.
2: I gotta say I'm something. Gonna,
1: <laughs>
2: okay, I gotta. I just gotta make a correction because last week on a podcast, I did not correctly identify cousin Richie who is oh, okay. a, an amazingly awesome. great actor. Yeah. His actual name, I'm never real, I'll tell you. Three name guys, I I never get no. right. Ebon Moss-Bakrak is his actual name. Okay. And Bacharach. when you see episode seven, you will see how great an actor he is. Because you're going to completely change your opinion of him yeah. after you see the next episode.
1: Oh, I, I already love him. But I just wanted to say, after this episode... Angela and I are going to tape a separate podcast where we're going to review that nerdy section (laughs) of what uh, J.J. did. Seriously, we've lost
2: most of our, we didn't have that much respect going in, that was awful.
0: What if this is is the highest rated episode ever because all the nerds found it (laughs) and we become super, it could happen. (laughs) All right, all right, let's move along to something that has failed harder than my just comic book description. Um, <laughs> I'll just touch on this super quickly. Uh, Indiana Jones uh, tanked at the box office badly. Um, I have not seen it yet. My son has watched it, said it was very good. He was on a Disney cruise. He got to check it out on the cruise. Um, it made $60 million. It'll wow. make $100 million over the course of its first week, which you would think is not terrible. But the reported budget is $300 million. Wow. Jeez. Which is insane insanity it's insanity uh my question to you is uh the flash has uh tanked as well the latest pixar movie has tanked we have some heavy hitters coming in later in the summer with mission impossible uh the barbie movie oppenheimer guys are our movies done <laughs> Like, are, in all honesty, are we reaching a point where we're, we're going to get to a place where uh, movies are just going to be a special thing and not something that people do all the time? I mean, it feels like post-COVID movies are dying. Are they dead or are they going to come back?
2: Maria, take this first.
1: Uh, well, so uh, for me, I'm not a big movie goer. I never was, but because I have a kid now, but now he's at the point where he just wants to go with his friends. So, he got, you know, basically I'm there to drop off and give money and, and that's it. So, I mean, I, I know what my role is. I'm an ATM. I really do want to see the movie, uh, Indiana Jones movie, but I'll wait till it, you know, till it comes in my house and I can sit and watch it in my house. That's just, but that's just me. I was never a movie goer. I'm the wrong person to ask. All
2: right. Well, uh, I'm the right person to ask yeah. and I'll tell you what the answer is. I have a the same rooting interest against these cartoon films these marvel movies as i do against the dallas cowboys all right (laughs) i want jay i want every one of them to fail because at some point the people making big movies and i went to the movies two weeks ago it's still a great experience i love it you gotta make movies for other people besides millennials you gotta make them for the older crowd you gotta make them for women you got you got to do the way they used to do it so you get a broader reach but not every movie is a blockbuster right there will still be a place to go to the movies if they make movies that people want to see and not just for explosives or special effects stories tell a good story and yeah. people will go wherever they have to go to see it
0: very good point, and uh, yeah, the I, I won't get into the nerdiness of a four-quadrant movie, <laughs> but we got to stop with four-quadrant movies. Maybe it's okay to have a one-quadrant movie every once in a while. I
1: don't know what a one or a four-quadrant is, and I don't want to know.
0: <laughs> All right, let's move on. There. Let's move on to the quadrant of England. What's in British <laughs> Corner this week, Ria?
1: So I was really excited about this one. D.I. Ray, it's on Prime. It stars, and I never get her name right. P- parminder nagra who was in Bendit like beckham that was kind of her big breakout mm-hmm. yeah. role when you know god what was that is that movie like 20 years Older. 20 years ago it has gotta be like
0: 90s right that was uh, and, Keira yeah, Knightley. And she,
1: yeah and she was phenomenal and she's uh inspector richita ray so basically basically the premise of the story is she is a british uh, detective of indian descent uh and she it's all about the workplace environment that there is a lot of um uh workplace racial issues but dealing with it from a female who's of indian descent in britain and here's what i'll say is i really like her as an actress i think she's very good they went so heavy-handed that basically everybody in the british police department is insanely racially insensitive like i'm going I mean, not every single person. I mean, they were doing every trope that I think to try and promote this to to get in. And they they gave her a case, and they basically said, "Well, you just kind of tick every box for us," you know. And that huh. was female, yeah. you know, of uh, you know uh, of a minority. And she, I don't think. I mean, I get it. Was a mur- it's a murder mystery, kind of interesting. She never smiled. She has a relationship with a white police officer who I liked. I thought he was really handsome. He loved her, and I still can't figure out why. He was pleasant, <laughs> he was positive, he was fun. And she, I, I, after like, um, like the first three episodes, I just found myself too depressed to watch any more of it because she was, everything was, but all the characters around her were interesting and, and did, like her parents were great. His parents were fine. His sister was fine. The boyfriends, I just, I, I think they were, Trying too hard to make a point about the inequality in a workplace, specifically when it comes to women and women of minority, that they went too heavy-handed with it.
0: The message got in the way of the story, is what you're saying. That's
1: exactly yeah, it's uh, exactly right. The message uh, and and the person who wrote it wrote uh, a line of uh, in the line of duty, which is fantastic. Right. They just they just yeah they were heavy-handed with it, and I and I just I think there was something there. She's a terrific actress. I don't think she was given the chops to show it in this.
0: Ria, I'm sure my uh, people have looked at my wife and me and have said the same thing. She's with them.
1: I don't know why. <laughs> the, <laughs> she's
0: with Tell me uh, about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. What do you got for us in Teen Corner this week, Ria? Uh,
1: again, like I think there's um, Clark and I try to find stuff that we'll watch together, but there's not enough teen stuff out there that I would be interested in because he's one of those Marvel kids, and I, right. I you know, Marvel, you know. DC, all that kind of stuff. Then he told me that he watched um, Terminator 1 with his father and he flat out loved it. Of course, because like, it's wonderful. Yes. No, but yeah. I said, I said, I'm thrilled you love it. Will you watch Terminator 2 with me? Because I think Terminator 2 is even better. 100%. And I said, and I go, and and there's a teenage kid in it. Like, I'm like, you, you can relate to this kid, you know, who's going through all this stuff with his mom and you know, and, and the change of Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie, he couldn't believe how great, and those movies, what are 30 years ago? Uh, 84 and
0: 91.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was still in high school. That's how long ago it was. He flat out loved both of them. Thought they were great. great, Laughed, thought the acting was, especially Terminator two, because there's a little bit more humor in Terminator two than there is in, in the, in the original Terminator. But I will say, like, you know, people around my age, who have teenagers, watch it with your kids. You'll be shocked that they like it. And it's available on everything. Uh, I, Prime with a subscription, Hulu, Max, and you can also buy it on Apple. I I, yeah.
0: I I used to do a bit in my act about Terminator because when I was little, uh, it came out. I was like eight or nine years old yeah. and I really wanted to see it. So my dad went and rented it. So he watched it the night before. And the next day he goes, OK, you can watch it. There's only one scene that you you, you can't <laughs> see so we go through and we watch the whole thing and at one point linda hamilton and michael bain have sex and you see yeah. like a nipple for like three quarters of a second my dad's like <laughs> all right we got to fast forward through this and i was like not the part where he takes an exacto knife to his eye dad that was no, the, that. No. the 900 dead cops a-okay one half second <laughs> a nipple we got to shut the whole thing down <laughs> uh, it's american mindset all right. Yes. Angela, what do you got for us this week?
2: When I see a nipple for three quarters of a second, I, uh. I channel Arnold Schwarzenegger and I say, I'll be back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um
2: yeah, I uh speaking of nipples, uh I, <laughs> I uh decided one of my favorite sexy movies that I loved uh years ago is Fatal Attraction. Ah, love it. And that. they decided to take a stab at this. Um uh with uh, a, a whole new version, and um, they and I want to see it. it's ten episodes. So I I got to check this out, and um, I checked it out, and it's really awful. And <laughs> and, and, and uh, the reason I got I don't even remember where I saw it now. I got to look it up. Ma- check out where Mass uh, where uh, Fatal Attraction TV okay. is. Said Jay. Uh, here's the reason I watched it because Lizzie Kaplan is a terrific actress and she's gorgeous. And I wanted to see how she handled the role of the sexy temptress that Glenn Close played in the movie. And Lizzie Kaplan is completely not sexy nor attractive. And she's supposed to be luring this Dan guy, Joshua Jackson plays Mm -hmm. Dan, away from Amanda Peet who looks much hotter than yes. the woman that he's cheating on. It right. doesn't ma- it di- it worked in the original because Michael Douglas got swept up in the hotness in the, yes. ooh, the flirt flirtation to the, the, oh Glenn Close was amazing at that. Lizzie Kaplan did not bring the goods to make this work. So what I'm gonna tell people, don't watch that. It's not that good. Go watch what Lizzie Kaplan was great in. Masters of Sex, Showtime. Yeah. You know what premiered 10 years ago? It's wow. still so yeah. good, yeah. and it's never ranked as one of the better uh, streamer uh, you know, TV shows, and it's phenomenal. Watch Masters of Sex, and if you want, go uh, rent Fatal Attraction, like uh, Ria's uh, <laughs> one with the Terminator. It's everywhere, yeah. and you will yeah. like it. It's really good. The remake, 10 episodes of nothing. The Paramount know, Plus. I don't by know way. why they yeah. did it. It didn't what, make what, any sense.
1: What I love about that movie is what I remember about it is Al, whenever he would reference Al Morgani, yeah. whenever he would reference a crazy woman, he would go, Bunny Burner. He's
2: yeah. bunny
1: burner. <laughs> right. So the thing I, is, you, the bunny it. is yeah.
2: in it so far, but hasn't been boiled yet. Right.
1: Okay. Now you just gave it away. No, <laughs> but now I'm sad for the bunny. I wasn't even pleased <laughs> for the
2: bunny. No. uh
0: it was on paramount plus which by the way if you get paramount plus you can get showtime for like two dollars extra and watch mm-hmm. masters of sex on showtime so it works out that way there you go uh Perfect. we're we're a little bit over so this uh last one i'm going to show for until okay. next week but i just want to say i have gone down a uh rabbit hole to speak of rabbits no bird bunnies <laughs> inside the rabbit hole uh you want to talk about nerdy stuff i've been watching tv intros From the 80s and 90s, but not just like TV shows that you all know, TV shows that you've never heard of because this guy has compiled like 1984, every opening to every TV show that (laughs) premiered in 1984 in a half hour block. I'm previewing this for next week. I just need to bring this up now. There was a TV show in 1984 called Partners in Crime that had Lonnie Anderson and Linda uh, Carter, Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm at the peak of their powers to uh, a blonde and a brunette. How did this show fail? I watched the opening of it. They're the two hottest people of the eighties. They should have, it should have run for 900 seasons. If if you create a time machine, don't bother with Hitler, go back and fix America by letting partners in crime run for 10 seasons. Thank you.
2: We're going to talk about this at length next week. Angelo. What did we uh, your
1: family uh, needs to come home soon? No.
2: yeah, I gotta say this right now, Jay. If uh if next week's podcast goes the same direction this one did, we <laughs> <laughs> and I live will do an intervention.
1: Because
2: uh, uh, yes. that was this whole thing's been a little frightening to us, Jay. I'm not gonna I, lie. To I, I gotta I, I, talk I did, about I didn't need to say this.
0: You're the first people I've spoken to in a week. So yes, yeah, yeah I Clearly. I need my family home.
2: Uh, Watch The Bear on Hulu. It is phenomenal. And episode six, season two, is one of the greatest things you will ever see on television. You could see D.I. Ray on Amazon Prime, Terminator, Terminator 2 on Prime and other areas, Masters of Sex on Showtime, Fatal Attraction, the TV version, if you want to see it on Paramount Plus, and the movie Fatal Attraction, which is far better, is on Hulu and Amazon Prime
0: thank you so much guys if you like us please rate and review us share us with a friend maybe not this episode but uh (laughs) we appreciate you listening and we'll be back next week we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the tv show if you did please like subscribe and review us on itunes it'll help people find the show also please follow me on twitter at Jay Black is funny. You can send me suggestions and comments about the show there, even mean ones. I'm an any attention is good attention kind of guy. We'll see you next week with another episode.